This is Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Shank. One of the reasons we have the podcast is to help people find great business stories. But of course, the, the next step that we talk about is how do you use them in business? And I had this interesting conversation this morning that drove home why this is important. I was on a call with the global head of leadership development for a big company, and uh, they're looking at adopting our program as their global standard for leadership development. And she was talking about how they've tried a number of storytelling approaches, but she sees leaders getting up and telling stories. And she goes, and it's like this guy's telling a story about a time when you know he was out uh, swimming in, uh, in rapid water. And, and she goes, and I'm listening to him, and I'm like, I have no idea why he's why he's telling us the story. You know, what's the point? It's like right. it's like the, just being a just telling a story is the end game. And it was great because I said, well, our view is that you don't have a business story unless it has a business point, and you are absolutely clear on what it is. And so that's one of the reasons why we do the uh, the podcast in this way. It's not just having the story, but knowing when to use it. So true, isn't it? And and it's your turn for the story this week, Sean. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make a comment about this whole um, point. And story because the thing that we do, which I think really helps leaders, is to preface their story with the point. Right? I think people do this naturally in all sorts of environments, but if you can be very specific about it, it just helps the listener go, "Oh, so that's why I'm listening to this." But it also helps the teller to work out what the point is, right, before they even get started. So that connection is, is so vital. But today's story is I guess it's really about the importance of bringing values to life, you know, making sure you're very precise with how you speak with the people that you're working with. I heard this actually from a, a friend of mine who used to run tours, take business people to big companies over in the US and around the world, and they would go in and just you know, observe and, and learn about the best practices of the company. And the company uh, she had people uh, visit this time was Harley-Davidson. Okay, yeah, there's a big Harley-Davidson store just around the corner. Indeed. So, you know, we've seen those hogs zip past our uh, office uh, many times. And the thing about this uh, example is that she said that she was in a, a factory, a Harley-Davidson factory. So, you know, there are all the, the, the machines coming off the end of the line. But in this case, they were in a, a big meeting room and all the managers were presenting their, essentially the targets for the upcoming quarter you know, can targets for all sorts of things that they were going to, to hit. And one particular gentleman, let's call him Jim, he's standing at the front of the, uh, the, the room and he's going through his presentation and the senior leader's uh, sitting in the audience and Jim sort of says, right, well, this particular target, we're going to go for a number of, and then he gives the number. And the senior leader in the room says, Jim, tell me, is that a promise? And all of a sudden Jim sort of goes, well... No, it's it's not a promise. We're going to really drive hard to make it happen. We can't promise, but we're going to do our darn best to, to make sure it happens. And the reason why he was so cagey about that is that one of their values is that we deliver on our promises, right? Nice. And so this leader was just making sure that the language was used. If you make a promise, you'd be darn sure that you're going to deliver on that thing, right? So anyway... He, he did that, and of course there was a you know great conversation around that. But it was a great illustration of just this issue of making sure the language is is used in a way that people really understand what they're suggesting, what they're actually putting out there for the rest of their colleagues to follow. 
So that's my little story. Wait, what do you think in terms oh, of... I like uh, it. Yeah. I like it's it. It's a small little one. Yeah. Like the issue of values, it's, it's one that comes up all the time. Most companies have got values and uh, often there's definitions of values, but yep. kind of they're a bit wishy-washy. In fact, I can't remember the name of the book, but uh, I love this little quote that I heard that many companies, their values, are, they're like a talisman that you hang on the wall to ward off evil spirits. And right, you yes. wave your hand in that direction generally. <laughs> and so what you know, the story you've just heard is a great example of a leader proactively bringing that value to life. Yes. Now, I reckon it would generate a really interesting conversation around, look, we're not saying you don't promise things. See, I can see people going yeah. down, you know, the risk averse say, yep. okay, I'm not going to promise anything. You know? <laughs> uh, that's, that's part of it. But it's about being very clear for when you can promise and hopefully you promise and over deliver, right? I, that's, that's my preferred strategy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, that's definitely one of those ones to, you know, sort of bring that strategy to life. So what do you think, what makes that story work? What are some of the elements that help that story sort of come to life? Well, I guess the simplicity of it. Yeah. Uh, just a very simple story. The leader just asks a simple question. Yeah. And from that, he helps bring the values to life. So it's not hard to remember, is it? Very straightforward. Is that a promise? Is that a promise? In fact, that's a line. That, that's all you have to do is remember that line, don't you? You know, and the rest of the story just you know, emerges around that yep. in, in terms of uh, how you tell it. So in my story bank, yep. I would just put Harley Davidson. Is that a promise? That's exactly what I've written. Ah, so there you go. Um, I think the other thing too is that it's a recognisable brand. As soon as you mention Harley Davidson, people understand you know what that business is about. It's a global business. It has it's it's renowned, if you like, for its values and you know its idea of freedom as their promise, and it's an iconic brand. And, and you know, one of the things interesting because you know stories are about our senses and you know imagery, emotions. It's this and the sound. You say Harley Davidson, I can kind of hear it. Yeah. I mean, not least of which because we hear Harleys go past here all the time. But um, yeah, it does work because of that uh, that brand. Yeah, good one. Actually, I was thinking that, you know, the, there is a, a distance element to stories, right? This is a new idea I've been thinking about that we're most interested in stories that are close to us in all sorts of different ways. So, for example, if a, an event happens on your block around the corner, you know, say someone gets injured around there, you really want to know about that. If something happened just yesterday, you're more interested than something happened 10 years ago. And this one is sort of a distance in a sense of relationships. I know Catherine, Catherine was there. And so it's like the one degree of separation between me and this event. It would have been even better if it was me in that Harley Davidson meeting, right? That would make an even better story. So I'm looking forward to a long blog post about separation and distance. I think so. It's coming. I feel it. <laughs> You've got that in you. Okay. So what do you reckon then in terms of where we would use this story? What would be times where this would be a useful thing? Oh, look, a, a lot of organizations are realizing that um, one of the things they need to do is to have accountability. And in fact, organizations, well, account, accountability might even be one of the values. And so if you wanted people to be accountable, you could say, well, look, here's what they do in Harley-Davidson. Yeah, and blah, blah, blah. And the, the lead actually asked, is that a promise? And I want you to think about this, folks. Yeah. You know, it's, it struck me when you said that, though, is that this is how people would normally do it, a non-story way. They'd say, you know what they do in Harley-Davidson? 
is that whenever someone makes a promise or comes close to the promise, they're just challenged to see whether it's a promise or not. Right, that's what they would say. That's like the statement version that's of the, the story. Statement, it's the non-narrative yeah. version, right? Yeah. And that's the big... They don't think they need to go into the whole the scenario and the meeting and what Jim said and, yes, Jim's not his real name and all that. That's what brings it to life. That's what makes it interesting. That's what makes you feel it, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, back and away, Sean. <laughs> uh, uh, right. and, and it's so true, right? It's about moving from statement to story, yeah. from assertion to anecdote. Yeah. And it's just some, such a simple transition, but we don't often do it. We just do exactly what you just said. But people don't feel that. They can't see it. Yeah. And I guess the other reason why I think that story works is because it's so simple, it's so easy to picture. Yeah, right. And of course- You could probably even do a little bit more work on it in terms, if, if I knew what that factory environment actually looked like. I mean, uh, my friend's version would be a far better version than, than mine because she, she was there, she could paint that picture. Um, but anything that helps people see it and hear it and smell it or any of those senses, the whole- gamut of senses. Where else would you use it? I, I think the, um, you know, I guess it's just that illustration of how do you bring values to life. So um, whenever someone's thinking about initiatives, it again comes back to anything, a story, I, I like to say the story is like a user manual for life, right? It gives you exactly what you need to do. So if you're talking to a leader and they're trying, they're grappling with how do I bring the values to life where you can tell the Harley Davidson story as just one little example of how they've drawn something from the values into the day-to-day. And the great thing is sometimes HR and the people who get that job of, are you looking after values, which is really dumb by the way, um, sometimes they're separated away from the hard numbers of the business, right? So this is another nice thing about this story is you've got the values attached to, you know, the the numbers of what's been turned out of the the end of the, the factory floor, right? So I think that's another probably nice element of that. Right. Now, where do we need to go, Mark? So scoring, I think, is the next step. Scoring, that's what we're doing. So your turn to go first. What do you what score do you give that? You know, because it's such an easy story. I'm thinking I've got two sort of things in my mind. One is easy to tell, but you know, I haven't really caught myself telling it a lot. So I, I then sort of question mark just how versatile the story is, like what situation might be. So I'll give it a seven as a result of that. Yeah, and look, you're absolutely right. For me, like I'm thinking that's a very practical story, but it didn't have wow. So, and I'm sure that Catherine, who was there, maybe she could add the wow, you know, the look on that manager's face, something like that. Uh, So, seven. Seven, okay. So, this week, hopefully, that example of bringing values to life using a story has triggered some some experiences of your own where you've seen values brought to life. And so, if that had... If that has happened, then we'd love you to go to our uh, to a, the podcast uh, page on our website. So it's anecdote.com forward slash podcast. And for this episode, just uh, tell us what your example is, what your experience is about uh, having seen values brought to life. And hopefully we'll all get a bunch more stories to put in our story bank. Yeah, we'd love to see those. Well, guys, I think that's a good time for us to wrap this uh, episode up. So thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking and tune in next week.
for another episode of How to Put Stories to Work.